You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. New from Moultrie Mobile, the Feed Hub offers first-of-its-kind cellular connection and control for nearly any spin cast feeder on the market. When used with the Moultrie Mobile app, you can monitor feed and battery levels, run feeders on demand, receive alerts when feeders are clogged, and remotely adjust feeding times. The Feed Hub is ideal for anyone who maintains feeders. Remove the guesswork and save time by planning feeder maintenance before you drive to your hunting property. For more information, visit MoultrieMobile.com. Interstate Batteries has been a proud supporter of the Sportsman's Nation since day one. They offer just about every battery under the sun, from car and truck batteries to batteries for your trail cameras and rangefinders. Select retail locations even offer cell phone repair and cracked screen repair. Find a local retail location at interstatebatteries.com. Interstate Batteries, outrageously dependable. Welcome to the How to Hunt Deer podcast. This podcast series was designed to educate those who are interested in becoming deer hunters. We cover a variety of topics that will help you become more confident and comfortable in the field while hunting deer. This is the introduction episode where you will meet the hosts of this podcast series and learn about the topics we plan to cover throughout each episode. So enough waiting, let's start the show. Hey everyone, if you've made it to this introduction episode, you are in the right spot because you are interested in becoming a hunter. And uh, this How to Hunt Deer series, uh, the, the title of it has worked. You're, you're in a spot where you're going to learn about how to become a deer hunter. And uh, me and two of my friends here, my name is Dan Johnson. I'm going to be uh, one of the three gentlemen here that is uh, going to guide you through this series and, uh, you know, open up the discussions every episode uh, and, and cover topics like where to hunt, when to hunt. We talk about deer. And then I also have uh, uh, two friends with me who are are going to uh, also uh, share their expertise and uh, share other important information about uh, the topic of learning how to uh, learning how to deer hunt. So I think uh, what we're going to do right now is just kind of go around and introduce ourselves, talk about what we do where our experience lies with deer hunting, whether that's on the education, whether that's on biology, whether that's just on strict experience. So um, I'm going to pass it to my, my uh, right here and uh, I'm going to, I'm going to kick it off to Hank. Hey, good morning or afternoon, whatever time it is you're listening from. My name is Hank Forster and I'm the director of hunting for the national deer association. Um, You know, been working with them for a number of years now uh, to educate, to empower, inspire new hunters. Um, we do have done a lot of educational tools that you'll learn about through this podcast and as well as in-person events and a lot of experience taking new hunters afield, both youth and adult. But uh, hopefully we can take their experiences and, and our knowledge and put it into this format so you can listen and learn and gain the confidence to get a field. Um, it's it's easy and attainable to anybody 
Um, and we hope you'll just continue down that journey. Yeah. Why don't you share with everybody, maybe, maybe your introduction into hunting and what that was like for you. So, um, you know, I was born in Western North Carolina, um, to non-hunting parents, um, you know, grew up around it enough to know it was something I was interested in and, and really kind of had to seek out those opportunities myself. And I was fortunate enough to have a, uh, a best friend and his father who lived a few doors up the street from me who kind of took me under their wing. And, um, you know, they just told my mom, uh, you know, whenever we go hunting, if, if Hank wants to go, he's welcome to go. And so that was really my introduction to hunting. Um, you know, to anybody listening, you know, just because we're providing you all this information and stuff will not, um, it, it really won't replace a good mentor. And I would really encourage you while you listen and learn here to be thinking about people you might know that might be able to show you a little bit in person, maybe take you a field, loan you equipment. But, um, you know, I had that, that friend and his father, and that's why I'm a hunter today. Yeah. And probably why I, try to pass it on to so many because I understand the value of that. Yeah, absolutely. Now across the table from Hank is Matt Ross. Uh, you're all the way from Pennsylvania. Talk to us about, no, New York. All right, that a way to start off the episode by giving everybody wrong information, <laughs> but New York. And uh, why don't you uh, tell everybody uh, uh, what your where your experience lies and, and how you got into hunting. Sure. Uh, yeah, so I came about a little bit more traditionally. Um, I uh, was introduced to hunting by family. My father, uh, my father was a hunter and uh, more of uh, kind of a weekend hunter. And we belonged to a rod and gun club that actually had land and access to, to hunt and fish. And uh, we would go up there every once in a while. Um, it was something that it really took to me uh, at a young age. The state that I grew up in, New York, not Pennsylvania. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you couldn't start legally hunting at the time until you were 16 so a lot of it was just kind of tagging along and being at camp um, they've lowered the ages uh at least in new york since then but um i don't know just ate up with it yeah to the point where i ended up uh you know once i got old enough to drive i would go by myself and it wasn't more, more just weekends for me i would yeah. try to do as much as i possibly could in the woods and uh decided to follow it as a career and i also work for the national deer association uh i'm a certified wildlife biologist and a licensed forester and i've been with the company for 15 years and my job at the organization is the director of conservation so i help guide our efforts in conservation activities on private and public land uh, but uh, from a personal level I, you know i I think of myself as a deer hunter. You know, I, yeah. I, I, I love being outdoors. I love hiking, camping, um, and I like all the aspects of conservation that I work in day in and day out. But I'm a deer hunter. Yeah. Uh, that's, and I love giving back. I, I, I have the ability, as you hear throughout the series, I have family that I'm introducing now, young kids. Um, but I'm very serious about taking out people hunting. And through our organization, and some of the efforts that we have, like our Field to Fork program and others, uh, mentorship has become incredibly important to me. I'm at a stage in my life where I, I want to give back, and I try to take out new new folks every year. It's it's really important to me, and I think it should be important to, to all hunters, and, and many hunters do want to share that aspect of their lives with others. 
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, my name is Dan Johnson. Uh, I am the CEO of the Sportsman's Nation Outdoor Network. And uh, really what that is, is it's a platform where you're going to hear podcasts like this. Um, it's just a, a, another group of like-minded individuals who put out uh, hunting podcasts, uh, fishing podcasts, outdoor podcasts, converse, uh, conservation podcasts. Um, and really it is all because we are passionate about the outdoors and hunting. I, like both of you, if we're going to give each other, you know, give each other labels, uh, I'm a deer hunter. Uh, I'm uh, more, you know, specifically, I'm a bow hunter. Uh, and uh, I had a little bit more of an untraditional introduction into hunting. Um, I became interested in hunting when I was like, I think it was 12 or 13, maybe even 14 years old. Uh, my mom got me a bow at a garage sale. It's kind of funny. None of the arrows matched. Uh, all the broadheads were different. Um, I got a bale of hay from my grandpa and uh, I practiced for maybe one day, which uh, in this podcast, you will learn that you need to practice uh, more with your weapon than just one day. Out of the 10 arrows, I think I hit four in that bale of hay at 10 yards. And I said, I am ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> so um, uh, I went out on a bucket and sat in the woods. And that is how I started teaching myself to hunt. Uh, then for a period of time, I got into more, tr I guess, uh, more school type activities like sports, went to college and, uh, put hunting on the back burner until I was about 26 years old. And then uh, as a young adult is when I just cannonballed into, uh, into hunting. And, uh, since then it's been full bore ever since just a passion of mine and i i too am to the point where i want to share information in any way shape or form with whoever wants to listen i don't care what sex you are i don't care what race or color you are but uh um, as you're going to hear hank talk about here pretty soon is about this community this very welcoming community that uh we will take anybody yeah, no, from personal experience on down to surveying our membership, um, you know, hunting, you know, culture and community can unfortunately may have been a little isolationary or whatever. Um, hunters don't talk enough about hunting in front of non-hunters, but when we, uh, you know, survey our members or, or, you know, from personal experience, the vast majority of the hunters that we know, um, say that they would be willing to mentor a newcomer if if one was you know in their area and uh, there's two keys to that a you know you don't get what you don't ask for so get out there and ask and secondly any anything you can do in your your future uh, trials to to go hunting um you stay local it'll always help you so look uh for local help as well as anybody that you know in your peer group or family or community you know, it's the lowest hanging fruit, and I think I've hit on this a couple of times in the podcast, but, you know, that's going to be your highest success, and those people know your character, know who you are, and they're the most likely to really give you a helping hand. So, And at this point, you may be thinking about what's another hunter look like, right? You may be picturing somebody that's wearing camouflage. Um, you may be thinking of somebody that only lives in a rural environment, but I can tell you that's not the case. There's uh, fortunately, as you learn in one of these episodes, uh, the conservation episode, that there's millions of hunters out there and they live in all parts of the country. 
uh, were from New York, North Carolina, and Iowa. Um, they come from all walks of life right now. You know, mm-hmm. you can find people with college degrees to having no college or high school education. Hunters are people that are just interested in getting outdoors, and you're going to become a hunter too. Right. Um, no matter what you look like or what what kind of money you make or what you believe in, hunters can be from any place. Yeah. And uh, we have open arms and want to welcome you to the community. And uh, this podcast series is going to help you get there. Yeah. And I think what we've done here uh, is a really good job of breaking down all these important categories in easy to digest forms. And they all run about 30 minutes long. And, uh, you know, you can listen to one while you're cleaning the house, driving to work, uh, um, exercising. You can listen to it anytime, anywhere. You can even come back to it and listen to it again if you need a refresher before the season starts. But the hopes here is that uh, it's not a step-by-step thing that uh, that we've created here. This There's, there's going to be you know, actions involved. If you want to become a hunter, a lot of them are going to overlap. You're going to be having to do some of these things, um, over top of each other or simultaneously. Uh, like for example, practicing with a weapon. Once you choose, if you want to shoot a bow or a gun or a crossbow, uh, then you have to start to practice with that weapon, uh, for example. And if you don't know where to hunt, you're going to have to, at the same time you're practicing, you're going to have to go look for actively look for places to hunt. Uh, again, like Hank said, it is talk with this community that is out there, become a member of it. And, uh, sometimes knocking on a door and this is, uh, both figuratively and, uh, you know, whatever that other word is, uh, you know, actually knocking on a door to gain permission to a property and knocking on the door to this community, someone's going to answer it, right? The best part about our community is we're going to let you in. So, uh, you know, we're going to talk about everything from where to hunt, when to hunt, um, how to read, how to properly read deer sign, scouting for a good location to hunt, hunting a variety of different hunting approaches. And uh, here's one that, you know, is very important. That's knowing the rules and regulations for the state that you live in and uh, and how and when you can uh, harvest or kill a deer. So um, I know that I'm really excited about it. I have a lot of experience. The other two guys here have a ton of experience. And, um, you know, I think this is going to work out great for everybody who, who's involved here. Hank, when you mentor somebody, uh, you know, you run a couple mentor programs at the National Deer Association. What are some typical hesitations or barriers to entry that some people say, I I can't overcome this? Sure. I mean, there's obviously barriers to entry, and they're both real and and imagined. And, I mean, to be honest with you, I think some of the largest barriers to entry are those that are keeping the millions of Americans who are interested in learning to hunt but aren't currently doing it. A lot of the barriers are imagined. Um, A lot of this seems daunting, but I'll tell everyone listening, you're going to find that this is a part of your DNA and that you can do this and that humans have done this for eons. Um, But there are real barriers to entry or or hurdles that you need to jump. And, um, you know, these 8 million deer hunters in the United States, we've all figured out a way to get past these barriers, and, and you can too. 
but you're just like you're saying you're going to need to find access to place to hunt you're going to need to you know hone your skills you're really ultimately going to need to build your confidence to say that this is something i can bite off and chew i can do this and i'm going to actively seek to do this and uh and you know you'll need some equipment over time but again the the biggest hurdle or the biggest um we'll say easy button that you can find in this whole journey is just finding that local hunter yeah. and finding that helper. Yep. Absolutely. And if you're, if you are self-driven, you can do that too. I mean, you can take on every one of these steps by yourself. If, if you're self-driven, I know I did for the most part. Uh, I've, I've ran into people who have helped me along the way, obviously, but um, if you're a go-getter and a do-it-yourself type person, there's definitely opportunity in there uh, for you too. But the actual act of hunting, Matt, can also be uh, a daunting, and you hear us say that, a a daunting task, Uh, and we're here to, you know, walk you off that ledge. On this introduction episode, walk us off the edge, so to speak, of how hunting may seem daunting, but once we get past that initial threshold, it becomes fun and easy. I I think for... There's, this is part of the imagined part of it. I think, yeah. you know, for, for a lot of folks, it's what am I going to do? How am I going to find a place that, that there are animals that I can harvest? Either uh, literally like going onto a property, but once I go into the woods, you know, a lot of people see the woods or uh, the forest as a place of just vast openness. And where am I going to know where these animals are? We're going to talk about that. Yeah. And, and some of that's going to come with experience of actually observing animals and saying, okay, they're over there. I've been sitting over here. Why are they over there? And then going over to learn why they're there. Uh, probably one of the biggest ones is once you put yourself in position, because deer are ubiquitous. They live in so many different places. They do well in forests. They do well in fields. They do well in suburban, urban environments. Uh, they are survivors, and you're going to have an opportunity at shooting a deer if you put yourself there. Um, the next big thing would be, can I actually pull the trigger? Um, we're talking about that as well in this series, and you can. You can do it um, with some practice, uh, with some practice of getting confident with the implement you're using, and you're going to be able to go through that. And then the next one would be, what am I going to do with this animal once it's all done? That, that may be something that, again, I say it's imagined. Yeah. But you can do it. Yeah. You can do it. We've all been there. We've all taught people that have never done it before. And you'll be able to, to walk through the process with guides. We have, obviously, we've been talking about finding somebody that can help you. But we have resources we're going to give you. Um, there are tons of video and other uh, paper and online resources that we have been producing at the National Deer Association for people to have that guide virtually. And you'll be able to get through all of that. So take a deep breath. We're yeah. going to talk about that as well. You're a hunter already just by, by listening to this. Yeah. And uh, remember to have fun because even after, you know, 20 years of deer hunting myself, there becomes uh, like I sometimes I take it too seriously. And uh, I got to remember even sometimes to take a step back and, and just remember, man, this is fun. This is, this is an awesome, you know, there's so many different points of view to look at it from, but it's fun. It's entertaining. It's relaxing. It's, it's whatever you want to make it. There, there is something inside all of us that pulls us to the woods. Yes. 
I, I, and it's it's almost indescribable. And Hank talks about in the series that's that it's inside. We're all born hunters, and whether or not we tap into that or not, it, it's in you. Yeah. Um, and there's this laser beam that's pulling you out, and that's out into the woods to become a hunter. Yeah. And that's why you're sitting here and listening to this. And just don't fight it. Just yeah. let, let, listen to that inside innate thing that's telling you, I want to try it. Yeah, absolutely. So really, other than that, I think we have everything in, in front of you right now. All you got to do is hit the play button on uh, the first episode. Go from there. This is, uh, what, 15 episodes? Uh, there's a couple. There's a, an episode about deer, interesting facts about deer biology. And uh, the rest are just basically, just like the title of this podcast said, how to, right? How to hunt deer. How to become a deer hunter. And uh, the, all you got to do is hit play, sit back, and listen. And if you have any questions, then you can reach out to us. We're going to provide that information as well. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you want to find out more information and utilize additional resources, visit DeerAssociation.com slash Hunting 101. There you will find links to the YouTube series, Guide to Successful Deer Hunting ebook, New Hunter Sign-Up Sheets, and Deer Hunting 101 courses. Additionally, you can listen to more outdoor-themed podcasts at SportsmansNation.com on iTunes or anywhere you download your podcasts.